Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 465. Today's show is brought to you by Klima Mekax, Fast Growing Trees, and Nom Nom. I'm one of your returning co-hosts, Mr. Federico Viticci, and it's my pleasure to introduce Stephen Hackett. Hello, Stephen. Hey, man. It's been a minute since we've been on a show together. It's, uh, I know, right? How are you? How's your family? I'm great. I'm great. You sound refreshed. I am refreshed. I am relaxed. I mean, I have a vibe going at the moment, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I'm writing the iOS review. It's good. Good. Good time. Good time to be. Good time to be on the show. Good. Know? We are also joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. I thought about like pretending not to be here. Mm. You know, like I thought that would be funny. Yeah, it's not. But then I gave up. Yeah. Because like I can't actually keep my mouth closed for more than five minutes. So like. <laughs> You know, that's the problem. That like, even if I sat here and pretended, like I wouldn't last for very long. So we could just kind of give it up, you know. Have you ever considered a silent retreat? Do you how do you think <laughs> I could manage? Can you imagine me on a silent yeah, retreat? That's, I wouldn't last twenty minutes. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm asking. Maybe that's something you need to fix. No, I, I've never considered that. I've never considered that. I don't think I could. I don't think I could handle that. Nor would I want to. I would like to go on a noisy retreat. Hey, that's just going to the city. I was gonna say no. that's just that's just every time you go outside. That's just my life, man. Ah! No, but it's me making all the noise. Mm. Like uh, that's not usually what I do when I go outside. Interesting, interesting. So that's what your brain thinks about. Okay, it's good to know. Yeah, just mo- the most noise possible. That's what I would like. But to what make matters like today is that we are all back together. We are. You're back from the beach. I was. S- pretty sick last week so no one needed to hear my voice last week mike's here it's all good i'm the constant currently you yeah you are i'm the one that can be relied upon i'm the constant yeah you watch how sick i get now <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you're coming to memphis in three weeks <laughs> don't time, put that energy bad time of the year to get don't, sick right mm, bad don't time put that energy year. out there uh, we got a lot of feedback mike you mentioned on a previous episode maybe wanting to get into 3D printing. Thank you, everyone who sent in uh, feedback via the form. That's the best way to get feedback to us. Mike, where is that feedback form? Where? How can people find it? Connectedfeedback.com. That's right. There's also a link in the show notes each and every week. Wait, there's also... We also have a funny one, right? Is it 123feedback? Mm, sure. That sounds about right. Nope. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. But should it's not it be? That. I don't know what it is. Should it be? I don't though? know. There, there's another domain now, but I just don't remember what it is. This website may be impersonating 123feedback.com to steal your personal financial information. You should go back to the previous page. You should go back. Don't go there. Go back. I'm not I'm not looking at whatever that is. Don't go there alone, you know? <laughs> Do it with your family around. So so the, many people send in feedback. It basically fell into two buckets. Uh, a bunch of people recommended the i guess prusa p-r-u-s-a i think it's prusa prusa mark three or the new one the mark four i've got the mark four and i absolutely love it you can get it as a kit you build yourself or you can get it pre-built which is what i did because i was afraid of putting it together incorrectly i saw someone build one of these on instagram recently and it it was terrifying yeah so i spent a bit more uh, to get it pre-built, but I've been very happy with it. And uh, it is basically with 3D printing, the more you spend, not only the nicer the machine is, but the more it can do for you. So it does a lot of its measuring and uh, setup 
and it has some like orientation stuff to check each time. It basically handles a lot of that for you where a lot of less expensive printers, you're doing a lot of that manually and there's there's more room for error. Uh, so the Prusa got a bunch of votes. The other one that got a, a bunch of votes, and I looked at this, but I went for, for the Prusa, is the Bamboo Lab X1 Carbon. Now they have several different printers. Uh, they look pretty different from the Prusas because these are enclosed. But uh, a lot of people also liked this brand. I don't have any firsthand experience with it, but it looks like a like another great product. And they're comparable in price. Like they're sort of in the the same, t- you know, uh, prosumer tier of, of 3D printer. I am more drawn to the Bamboo Lab purely on aesthetics. Like the Bamboo Lab printer looks like, oh, this is a cool thing. The Prusa looks like someone built it out of things they found in the garage. They did. And in fact, parts of the Prusa are 3D printed. So like if something breaks you can print a new part for yourself <laughs> yeah but how because it's broken. well yeah i mean i guess so but yeah. and it's like black and orange like the Prusa is my aesthetic right it looks great in my studio um mm, and i've been yeah. really happy with it but um i just can't um, like what i can't fathom is like this Prusa is a thousand pounds and the bamboo lab is 1300 pounds the Prusa looks like half price wise like if you just look at these things right you're just like no the bamboo lab looks like it costs what it costs i'm actually kind of surprised that the perusa costs as much as it costs but i'm not going to get into this for a while but we have some real-time feedback from otj who sent us a link 3d print the title this is a verge story 3d printer nightmare fuel bamboo x1c and p1p started printing while owners were asleep. Bamboo says it's keenly aware and deeply concerned by this behavior. This sounds exciting. Yeah, because these things you can, uh, at least the, the Prusa, I'm sure the Bamboo works the same way, you can put it online, and so you can like print, like set up a print job in a browser or in their companion app. Yeah. Mine, I did not put on my network, and so when I want to print something, I have to save files yeah, to a USB drive and then go plug it in. But I didn't want that thing on the internet, so uh, that's uh, that's a little that's a little upsetting. Yeah, I mean, this isn't in my immediate yeah yeah future, but like it's something I think I would like at some point. I would like to see yours when I yeah come yeah. It's I mean, it's just out. See what it's, see what it's right, all right behind me. So, can someone tell me about the PlayStation Portal? Because I I've tried reading about this, and I I don't think I understand what it's for. So you're not the PlayStation, right? I do, I, I do know. I'm aware of the PlayStation, yes. <laughs> okay. This is a company called Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I edited that episode, and I left uh, all I the mean, video game talking. If you talk don't in. know what this thing is at all, Stephen, then I'm going to assume that you weren't listening fully. I mean, I know I know that it's remote play, right? Like, that's... Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. You so it. you have you knowledge. It. Or you're just reading this blog post. No, I'm it's remote sure. it's play, but, like, why would you want this instead of something like a Steam Deck? That's a whole thing. Uh-huh. Because it can't play PlayStation games. Okay. So it's the content. Yeah, well, technically, like, on, on a Steam Deck, you can install a third-party remote play client, but, like, it's a it's a bit of an involved process, and it's going to have limitations in terms of stream quality. Whereas with the Portal, which is new, this new $200 device, Sony is sort of uh, advertising a couple of benefits here. You will be able to have 80... Uh, uh, what is it, 1080p streaming at 60 frames per second with the ability to wake up your PS5 on your local network uh, to play games instantly. Uh, and uh, they're also going to introduce this new audio sort of 
protocol called PlayStation Link, which on the regular PlayStation 5 will require a separate USB dongle to plug into your PS5. I did but read the rumors about that. Are, yeah. <laughs> the rumors are pointing to the future PS5 Slim revision having this PlayStation Link support built in. Uh, it will essentially enable... Uh, this quote-unquote lossless audio and very low-latency audio with the compatible headphones that Sony is making. These headphones, having uh, been built with these um, uh, specific drivers, uh, that most likely Sony built uh, alongside Odyssey, which is this audio company that they also acquired um, last week. So, yeah, but the, basically the appeal of the portal is... For people like me, for example, where I have my PS5 in the living room and most of my gaming time is at night. And usually when I want to play a game on, on my PlayStation and Sylvia is sleeping and I, like, I have a couple of hours for myself because I go to bed later than Sylvia, I could go back to the living room and just play by myself. However, my problem is that if I go to the living room, I'm still going to make noises, you know, just walking around and opening the cabinet where the PS5 is. And the other issue is my dogs are going to get curious and they're going <laughs> to are gonna walk back and forth between the bedroom and the living room to check on me. They're like, hey, wh why are you here? And mom is in bed. And they, they do this all the time. So <laughs> ideally, I would, prefer, I would prefer to play PlayStation games in bed, but without bothering my partner, right? So this is the appeal, for example. Uh, you can play on a tiny screen, but it's still a PS5 game. And you don't have the technical limitations of, say, a Steam Deck running Chiaki, which is this third-party client for remote play. And $200 is the new piece of information from last week and the name. like, And that's what's... that. I feel like, to me, that is on like the high end of my sweet spot, right? Like... 200 is like, okay. Like, you know, like, I'm going to get one of these now. Like, that was the last thing I needed where it's like, yeah, okay. Like, that's not too bad. Uh, and then eight-inch screen, like, we're talking, like, Nintendo Switch kind of sides. Obviously, it's not an OLED like the Switch is, but I'm intrigued about this, and I think it's kind of priced mm -hmm. just about where it needs to be. Uh, I would say, like, I see a lot of people that are like, this thing's wild. There's no, what is the point of this? Like, I don't understand that outrage. Uh, I do think that the lack of Bluetooth is, like, mm -hmm. annoying. Like, I get, like, I support the idea of the PlayStation Link thing. Like, I think that's cool, right? It's like it's solving an interesting set of problems of, like, low latency and stuff. It should also have Bluetooth, though. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't only have the PlayStation Link thing, but realistically it, it also does have a headphone jack on it too so it's not like it has nothing like so there are ways to still get the audio but anyway i'm ex i'm very intrigued about this and it's priced at a for for a consumer technology a level that is like okay I, i'll give this a go yeah. for that price yeah some real-time breaking news uh-huh mark german is reporting that apple is looking at 3d printing to make See? devices okay. and major manufacturing shift. And apparently some of these parts could come as soon as the stainless steel Apple Watch Series 9. So what, you'll be able to 3D print an Apple Watch at home? <laughs> yeah. Like you'll just pay Apple for like the schematic <laughs> or whatever and like you just don't even need yeah. to go to them anymore? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be sweet. Great. Love it. Yeah. I mean, this is like 
3D printing, right? Yeah, like so there, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, there is not... 3D printing in like major manufacture already, right? Where you could like 3D print metal, and it's not like it's got that like texture running through it like regular 3D printing does. Can you imagine yeah. you get your next iPhone and it's, <laughs> it's like 3D printed plastic? <laughs> I saw I saw this post by Mark um, appear on Mastodon. Ivory was opening the background, and my brain. So the post says. Uh, Apple design a major shift on how, to, on how to produce products working on 3D printing of device bodies. My brain quickly skinned the post and read it as working on 3D printing bodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I love it. And uh, yeah, I was very confused for a second. I'm going to have to say there was no, like, I didn't have an anonymous informant. It's not why I was asking about 3D printing. I had no idea that this was coming. That is a very strange. That's very strange sure. that this is hit right now. Do you think Mark's listening? Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Do you think he's listening? Maybe. Maybe he's mm. out there. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Can I can I tell you about the work of St. Jude? I would love to do that. Please tell us all about it. Because September, which is basically here, it's childhood cancer. It's basically September. September never ends. Wait, no, that's not the song lyric. Did I mess up no, that wake reference? Wake me up. Wake me up. You know, when, wake me up when September ends. Wake well. me up. <laughs> different Wake song. Me up. Different song. <laughs> Save me. No, different song. Different song. Yeah, we've da, we've now we're doing a mashup. Mm-hmm. I'll be awake all mm-hmm. of September because September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and for the fifth year in a row—that's one, two, three, four, five—the Relay FM community is coming together to support St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. When I say coming together, well, what does that mean? Well. In the previous four years, collectively, we have raised $2.2 million for the work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, which is an astronomical amount of money. We're on the verge of $2.5 million this year. This is super important because St. Jude won't stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, dear listener, we'll be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. I want to tell you a little bit about St. Jude. St. Jude opened its doors in 1962. Believe it or not, I wasn't around then, but back then, childhood cancer was largely considered incurable. This mission that they had was a real moonshot. But today, treatments developed at St. Jude have helped push the overall cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80% since opening but that's not 100%, so there is still work to do. Pediatric cancer is the leading cause of death by disease among U.S. children ages 14 and younger, and we all believe that every child deserves a chance to live their life and celebrate every moment. When you support St. Jude, you are helping make cures possible for kids with cancer like my oldest son, whose life was saved at St. Jude. This September, we ask you to join Relay FM in showing support for St. Jude and Childhood Cancer Awareness Month by going to stjude.org slash relay. The link is in the show notes. There you can donate directly. You can start your own campaign and fundraise through your school or civic organization or neighborhood or friends and family. You can set up a matching gift. So if you want to say, hey, for... Uh, the next $500, I will match it with my own gift. All sorts of things you can do, donor-advised funds. A big thing I know in our audience is the ability to have your company match your donation. 
So a lot of companies do this. We make it really easy to do that at stjude.org slash relay. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Mike, can you tell people a little bit about what's coming up in terms of live stream and events? Throughout the month of September, we'll be doing a bunch of streams and content. Obviously, we have the podcast on. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there's stuff that me and Stephen and, and others in the Relay FM uh, host community will be participating in. Uh, so I am going to be playing Starfield this Friday. Uh, this when Starfield Early Access comes out. So you'll be able to join me at 12 uh p.m. U.S. Eastern, 9 Pacific, that's 5 uh, British summertime, uh, at Live. I'm going to be playing Starfield for the first time, so I'll be blasting off, and you can come hang out with me for a few hours, we'll play some Starfield, we'll talk about the work of St. Jude, we'll have a great time. Uh, and then Stephen is going to be also doing uh, a stream where he is, for reasons that will become apparent later on in the month, disassembling a Mac book this is mm-hmm. a macbook right yes yeah, the yeah. white plastic polycarbonate macbook he's going to be taking one of those apart and he's going to try and do it from memory because steven used to take apart a lot of these when he was an apple genius that's going to be on saturday september 2nd at 1 p.m u.s eastern 10 a.m pacific 6 p.m british summertime and there's just a couple we've got a bunch of other stuff there's always milestone streams that you can find over at stjude.org slash relay you can see the things that we've got there's new stuff going in all the time and this is just additional content additional fun stuff that we'll be able to do as a little thank yous throughout the month uh, for you uh, donate and it also gives us an opportunity to spend more time talking about the donations we're going to be doing some flight sim streams we're going to be doing a bunch of other stuff um, and, uh, you know, the biggest uh, event will be Podcastathon 5, which is when, Stephen? Friday, September 22nd, 12 noon Eastern, all the way through midnight. We're going 12 hours this year. 12 hours. 12 hours. Seemed like a really good idea when we suggested it. Now it's, it's a little a frightening. <laughs> no, it's great. Podcastathon 5 is 50% longer than any Podcastathon. And it is 50% more bonkers. I saw some of the stuff today, Mike. I was at, on campus actually recording an interview that's going to be played during the podcastathon that I'm very proud of. It's going to be so much fun. We will be joined in person by Jason and Kathy as our co-host this year. It's going to be so much fun. So so take off work Friday. You know, tell your family you're going to be watching a 12 hour live stream Friday, September 22nd. Uh, we will be posting about this. Uh, both Mike and I and Relay on Instagram and Mastodon and Threads. So you'll have lots of reminders uh, for all of this stuff. But the most important thing, stjude.org slash Relay. I have two things I want to mention just before we, we move on about this. So one is like people may be looking at the artwork and they're like, this is really interesting. Why are Mike and Steven so angry? at each other, right? Like if you look at the desk mats and stuff that we're doing, because also at stjude.org slash really, not only can you donate, you can sign up to fundraise. And if you fundraise, there are additional, uh, uh, what do we call them? Do we call them rewards for if you fundraise? Relay FM exclusive merchandise available to you if you set up your own fundraiser, which includes a desk mat. And that desk mat has me and Stephen in fighting pose because the theme of Podcastathon 5 is Mike versus Stephen. That's the theme. And so through actually beginning next week, I think, we'll begin the first point scoring things. Yeah. So we're going to be integrating this into some of our shows over the next couple of weeks where the really the, the overall thing in the podcastathon is a selection of activities and games where Stephen and I will be in competition to crown 
the one true co-founder at the end of it what steven doesn't know is the company's <laughs> goes to the winner <laughs> oh well <laughs> yeah okay yep, we're, we're going real pro wrestling with this wow. <laughs> the, the winner gains control of the company that's what's gonna happen <laughs> uh no that part's not true but there is going to be mike versus steven uh, throughout the whole thing go to stjude.org slash relay and you can learn a little bit more the second thing i have to mention before we continue is oh no welcome back to the quizzies where i mike hurley quiz my connected co-hosts on a selection of topics no uh, today no. i have just one question for you both and it's worth a total of 10 points uh the current scoring is uh steven with 2010 points and federico with 1990 points you're actually really close to each other that is really close considered so these 10 points could make a big difference it's one question you both give me your answer the question is should listeners of this show go to stjude.org slash relay and donate money steven heck yes okay federico um (laughs) (laughs) yes Great. That's 10 points each. Thank you so much for listening to this round of the quizzes. Good job, everyone. We have a little bit of follow out. Uh, Mike and Jason were kind enough to invite me on Monday's episode of Upgrade, Upgrade 474, titled I'm Not a Doctor, I'm an Auditor, because I got to audit Jason's computing setup. And so if you want to hear me go through his hardware and his dock and his... Uh, what else are we talk about? Menu bar and all sorts of stuff. Uh, go check that out. It's always fun to join y'all, Mike, on Upgrade. So thank you for having me. It was an episode of Upgrade that had a little sprinkling of connected energy. Did have some connected energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including Jason and I joking so much that you couldn't start the show, which I enjoyed. That made it to a uh, to a clip on, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because you all have a social media manager over there in Upgrade. Very fancy. Yep. Uh, also, just I want to give a shout out to our friend David Sparks. Uh, today, Wednesday, August 30th, he has launched his Obsidian Field Guide. There's a couple links in the show notes to that. And Sunday's Mac Power users will be all about Obsidian and his field guide and the process and a whole bunch of great stuff. It's a really good episode. David works so incredibly hard. This field guide took him like a year to do. It's so much work. He does such a good job. And so I wanted to shout it out here. If you are using Obsidian, you want to take it to the next level, or you're Obsidian curious, the field guide's a, a field guide is a great place to learn more about it. And uh, David just absolutely killed this one. I, I've gone through it and it's fantastic. Yeah, I look forward to checking this one out. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. Junk files, hung processes, and malicious apps can slow down even the latest, most powerful Macs. Maintaining your Mac, whether old or new, or if you're like me and you got a bunch of both, it's essential uh, to keep that maintained so macOS runs its best. Clean My Mac X is an all-in-one Mac maintenance tool that could take care of old junk, faulty apps, malware, and so much more for you. And it's all in an efficient, aesthetically pleasing, hassle-free way. You think, oh my gosh, a bunch of Mac utilities, they're going to be hard to understand and full of confusing UI. No, no. Clean My Mac X looks awesome. It's really easy to use all these tools. They have a menu bar app that you can use to monitor your Mac's health, CPU load, and a whole lot more. Clean My Mac X has nearly 30 million downloads, and the team behind it has been working on it for 15 years. This app is a must-try for any Mac user. Run Clean My Mac X to gear up your Mac for the new additions coming with macOS Sonoma this fall. 
Look, Apple continues to bring innovative features to the Mac, and Clean My Mac X ensures that your hardware remains healthy and running at peak performance so you can enjoy a seamless macOS experience. I recently ran into an issue on my laptop that Clean My Mac X helped me out with. I've been moving a lot of media files around. Uh, I set up a Plex server and like this whole thing. And I realized like as I was doing this, like my storage on my laptop like didn't add up. I was like, wait, I feel like I've done something here. And Clumax helped me find this like whole other folder of videos that I'd basically duplicated that I thought I had copied to the server, but basically just like had it hanging out in a different form. And it was a mess. Clumax helped me get to the bottom of it. Connected listeners get 5% off by going to macpaw.app slash connected. The link is in the show notes, but once again, that's macpaw, M-A-C-P-A-W macpaw.app slash connected. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the show and Relay FM. I wanted to uh, highlight something that our friend Rosemary Orchard and her team over at Snailed It Development have been up to. So I think we talked about this when it happened earlier this year, but developer Alex Hay, the developer behind such greats as Toolbox Pro, Logger for Shortcuts, Nanomate, and a bunch of others, uh, unfortunately passed away earlier this year. And there was a lot of, uh, obviously a lot of uh, love and outpouring uh, for him and his family. But a lot of us were also uh, curious about what was going to happen to his apps. And Rosemary and Snailed It have taken over those applications. And so we have a blog post that they wrote uh, that's in the show notes. Most excitingly to me is that Alex was actually in the process of a big update to Toolbox Pro, and they plan on finishing and shipping that update. So I just I love the story. I'm, I'm so glad these apps have a good home. Federico, could you talk a little bit about these apps? I know that you've covered Toolbox Pro and others over on Mac Stories over the years. Yeah, the, Alex was uh, an incredibly talented developer, uh, especially, you know, I, I especially appreciated Alex's work because of how skilled and knowledgeable he was about shortcuts and sort of uh, the entire iOS, iPadOS, and eventually macOS automation scene powered by shortcuts and shortcuts actions. And Toolbox Pro um, was truly uh, uh, some pioneering work uh, from Alex in terms of this idea of adding features to shortcuts in the form of shortcuts actions made by a third-party app. Toolbox Pro is what could be referred to as a sort of as a headless application in terms of that meaning that you don't open the Toolbox Pro app to do anything. It's just a container for shortcuts actions, all kinds of shortcuts actions, right? Most importantly, Toolbox Pro allowed the sort of integrations that not even Apple Apple itself is building into shortcuts. Things like Apple Music integrations, right? Uh, integration with the Apple Music Search API and the Playback API. And Toolbox Pro has hundreds, I want to say, of actions. Things like creating interfaces. You can do that with Toolbox Pro. Uh, searching the App Store, uh, presenting lists. Um, and Logger was another um, shortcuts-enabled, uh, sort of shortcuts-based utility that allowed you to have proper developer-like um, outputs in a console. So if you want to check on the error logs for one of your shortcuts and you want to get more details about what happened, uh, you can install Logger and have a proper console for your more advanced shortcuts. And Automate, which I believe was Alex's most uh, recent work, is uh, another shortcut utility that exposes um, visual actions 
for Notion, which is something that Notion, very popular web service, um, doesn't have. Uh, it, Notion doesn't offer any native sort of visual sort of do-it-yourself shortcuts actions. It has an API. However, getting started with that API uh, requires a lot of work. And I know that because I, I have built some Notion shortcuts with the uh, sort of raw API, mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of skill a lot of, and a lot of knowledge. And Automate simplifies all of that with a bunch of visual actions. So um, this is, I mean, given the tragic circumstance, circumstances, but it's such a great story of, you know, a developer's legacy living on and sort of being passed on to another skilled team of developers who truly care about automation. I cannot wait to see, you know, what Rosemary and team do in terms of preserving Alex's legacy and continuing the work that Alex started uh, years ago. I believe Alex was already working on a version of Toolbox Pro for macOS, for example. So I I am very keen to see where this goes, and I'm just happy to know that these apps now have a home, uh, especially Toolbox Pro. Um, I you know it's such a must-have utility if you're a shortcuts power user. So I'm glad to see this 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 sort of come to be like this yeah it's good good community members too like it's you know it's in good hands good stewardship it's it's very complicated like emotionally like to both Mm -hmm. try and celebrate and commiserate something at exactly the same time yes exactly yes um and i imagine that this is even more complicated for the snailed it folks of like how to do this because yeah it's it's a difficult thing um but it's also a good thing too i have some real-time follow-up about voicemail transcriptions we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and we were unsure if it was actually working or not but during the show i got a phone call and i sent it to voicemail and uh reached over this is the fake voicemail though right this is the the non-real voicemail okay it, they are leaving a message and your iPhone lock screen is transcribing it for you. Yep. And I think for the first time, I'm on beta eight now, which came out yesterday, it worked. So I could see the voicemail that my family member was leaving me as I was recording. So I don't have to worry if something's wrong. I now know what's up. And they even said, I know you're probably recording, but blah, 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 blah. Pretty sweet. So for the first time, I've seen this work. And uh, now I'm not like worried that, you know, something's wrong trying to check a voicemail did, during a during the show. These- Go to voicemail. Like, do, can, yes. you, do you open the phone app and they're there? Like, you can look at them afterwards. Yes. Yeah. So it okay. is saved as a regular voicemail. It's it's pretty pretty slick. Only took eight betas to get it going, but that's fun. It's a lot. A lot of betas, right? Like eight. Eight is a lot. Is a lot. It feels like it. Does, is it a lot? Federico, is it a lot? Is eight an ab? Like no. Is, norm, it's is that normal? Reg- regular. Regular. Okay. More than ten is a lot. It's weird. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but we okay. we got to twelve, I believe, one year. Mm. I want to say, and okay. that was a lot. Um, the, the voicemail thing, just something real quick. I want to say, I am still not sure <laughs> how I'm supposed to test it in Italy. Meaning, mm, I don't think you I'm can. using my phone in. Yeah. I'm using my phone in English. My phone is set to the English language, and then whenever someone calls me. And leaves a voicemail, and that has happened on a couple of occasions this summer. They are speaking Italian, but it gets transcribed in English. Oh, I mean, wow. As you can imagine, it's English that doesn't make any sense. So my assumption is that this voicemail transcription doesn't do any sort of language detection. 
So, well, am I forced to use my phone in Italian if I want to get voicemail transcription in Italian? Well, it only works in Canada and the US. So, like, you you must have it your phone set to a thing. So, it's my region setting. That's why it's working, because it doesn't work for me. Okay, so that's what... You actually can test it, <laughs> but you can't test it. I can test it, way. but but someone needs to call me on the phone and leave a proper English message. Okay, is that, you, can you call me at some point over the next few you days, just, Mike? You just let me know and I'll call you and I'll, and I'll whisper sweet nothing to you. your iPhone. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you, I'll make sure I at least give you a sentence you can take a screenshot. The rest of it may, may not be fit for print. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you got to get that screenshot quick before I start cursing. I'm back with another plea for the Reminders team. Hi, it's me. <laughs> it's me, your most annoying user. So last year, I got uh, a change in Reminders to make the badge match the Today view. So the badge would have overdue and due today tasks. Right? Got that in the beta last year. Super excited. Super happy. Um, I'm back in Reminders. I've been using it full time for months now. And another thing has come to bother me. And so I wrote a blog post. And look, it's not running to the press when you are the press. So I filed a feedback. It's FB1305599 as linked or as uh, mentioned in this blog post. But my, my current frustration is the today view. So they have this feature where you can divide it up into morning, afternoon, and tonight. Things has something similar to this, where you have like, oh, this task will be due this evening, which is a good feature. My problem is the sorting. So Apple, with this view on or off, puts your tasks that are due today, but with no due time at the top of the list. So you have, you say that you have uh, five tasks for today. The first three don't have times. You see those first, and then you see the other ones that have due times. And I find this to basically be backwards, not only from how every other task manager does it, but in my mind, a task with a time, like that, the time is important, right? If I say, hey, you need to go do this thing at 3 p.m., I need to go do that thing at 3 p.m. And if I have to scroll a bunch, past a bunch of tasks that don't have a time, I find that to be a bit frustrating. So all that's outlined in this document, as well as the feedback that I filed, and uh, I just want to put this out into the world. If anyone's listening, I would love you to consider this. I think you're right. Uh, I'm also, I run into this problem every single time. Uh, because on the one hand, I like this idea of assigning like timeless reminders with a date, just today or tomorrow without a, without a time. That's how a lot of mine are. You know, just like at some point today, get at this done. At some point today, yes. The problem is exactly what you describe that uh, throughout the course of the day, I open the today view and I miss those reminders because they got mixed in with all the other reminders that have a time. So I agree, there needs to be a better separation, like put them at the end or something. Like I agree. Um, so I hope they listen to this feedback item. And I will also mention another thing that I also filed the feedback for, um, which is, what you just mentioned, Stephen, the Today view uh, has these special sections for morning, afternoon, and tonight. Nice feature, copied from things. Nice feature, I like it, but a couple of things. First, these times cannot be customized. And I'm pretty sure that I brought this up in my review whenever this feature became available. I don't recall if it was last year or iOS 15 when 
reminders got these three sections. Tonight, for example, means 6 p.m. Now, I'm not an I'm not an American. I don't eat dinner at 6 p.m. Tonight for me, tonight means at the very least 9 p.m. Now, this problem would be solved if only these times, what they mean, could be customized. Like, tonight is not 6 p.m. 6 p.m. is afternoon for me. Like, why should it be tonight? So that problem, like, that flexibility needs to be added in at some point. And second, these are sections, right? These are sections of the today view. However, um, these are like custom sections compared to the proper sections that Reminders is gaining with iOS 17. In iOS 17, you can create sections inside of your lists. Which is sweet. Thanks to the, which is sweet, and I love it. Thanks to those sections in iOS 17, you can choose to view a list in list mode with all your sections arranged vertically or as columns. So you can turn Reminders into like a Kanban board, for example. It would make sense, in my opinion, to have these sections of the Today page to also be, you know, to also support those display modes, right? So what I'm asking for is, why can I not view the sections of the Today page as columns, but I can view other sections in Reminders as columns? So it's like they have these legacy sections in the Today view that do not support the same view options of the other sections in Reminders in iOS 17. Similarly, the scheduled page has the same problem. The scheduled view has sections for today, tomorrow, the next two days, and then it goes like rest of September, for example. I would love it if I could view those sections in the scheduled view as columns, but I can't because these are not quote-unquote real sections like the rest of iOS 17. They are custom sections and they do not support those view modes. It's like these inconsistencies, they don't make a lot of sense in my opinion. Um, And yeah, I also think those reminders should be placed at the bottom and I should be able to customize whatever tonight means. Mm -hmm. And by the way, someone asked in the Discord, I eat dinner at the very least, at 9.30 p.m. Man, I was in Formentera, and everybody eats dinner like 11 p.m., 11.30. One time we went to the, re- to the restaurant, and mi- we ordered at midnight, and it was <laughs> perfect. It was so sweet. Everybody just, yeah, those are my kind of schedule. I understand why they may be a little too late for a lot of people, but yeah, at the very least, 9.30 p.m. Yeah. We have a several people are typing situation in Discord right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 mid Zach midnight dinner. It was incredible. So midnight dinner sounds like a band I want to listen to. Midnight dinner. Yeah, it's like the opposite of Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> well, I can't go <laughs> like, there. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. Exactly. Well, it's neutral. I don't know. Does that mean there, mm, there is maybe. milk at the hotel, or there's no milk at the hotel, or the milk is in like perfect stasis at the hotel? Anyway. Uh, I see what you're saying about the reminders thing, about like the grouping. I could see it going one way or the other, but like reading your post, I understand why you would want it to be the way that you want it to be. Yeah, but make it an option. I feel like reminder a reminders application, like it's an app that should have settings because people want different things. Like I know when I wrote this, OTJ texted me, was like, you're wrong because the way he uses it, is he has all of his untimed tasks at the top 
And then each day he kind of filters them. So like he drags, okay, this one I'm going to do in the morning, this one I'm going to do yeah, in the afternoon. I think I would live the OTJ lifestyle in that one. But I'm not like, it's kind of like, I don't know if I really feel like one way is better than the other, but it does feel like a personal decision. Yeah. So so just just give me the option to, to have it the way I want J- it. John literally said, I hope you don't get this. He did, he did so say he's that. A, he's, active, he's actively rooting he against you. He doesn't even you. want a setting. He thinks it's so bad, he doesn't even want it to be a setting. He's, he's, I'm pretty sure he's lobbying for this feature not to exist. So, and John, you know, John has yes, released, like, what, what's your feedback number? It's like, he's done the same feedback number, but with a B at the end. Mm. And it's like, don't do this, you know? It's anti-feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this episode of Connected is made possible by our friends at Fast Growing Trees. Are you planning that last-minute summer getaway? Or maybe you're looking towards the fall for a trip. Well, look, you don't have to go someplace exotic. Look no further than your own backyard. Invest those travel miles in a totally personal oasis with year-round staycation potential. FastGrowingTrees.com has thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties. They're expertly curated for your unique climate and needs. Think evergreens, shade trees, Meyer lemons, and everything in between. And you don't need to wait in long lines or haul heavy plants around in the back of your car. Because with FastGrowingTrees.com, you order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a few days. And maybe you want to get into this, but maybe you don't really have a green thumb. Well, Fast Growing Trees has plant experts, and they are a Zoom, chat, or phone call away. They're always available and eager to help. They can walk you through an entire garden space and help you solve problems you're having with plants and trees. They have specialized degrees and training to help troubleshoot from root to leaf. It's like telehealth, but for your plants. We've been reworking our flower beds and stuff around our house. We had a tree cut down. It's like totally changed where the sun and shade is in our yard. And we've used fast-growing trees for several plants that are now in our yard. And it's amazing. Go to their website. You tell them about the location, uh, the weather, how much sun and shade. And they make these really useful suggestions. You order the plant and it shows up in just a few days and you're ready to go. And I love the idea of having a plant expert, someone that I could talk to if I run into trouble. With Fast Growing Trees, 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you know everything will look great right out of the box. Join almost 2 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers by going to fastgrowingtrees.com connected, and you will get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash connected. Our thanks to Fast Growing Trees for the support of the show and Relay FM. All right, it's iPhone time. We all knew it was coming, and here it is. Wait, they're making a new one? It's breaking news. There's going to be a new iPhone this year. Okay. In uh, iPhone gate, there's going to be a new one. <laughs> That's the gate this year, that there's a new iPhone. Wonder if you can believe that. Nice. Um, we all got invited. We did. Which is very awesome. Yeah. Which is great. Mm -hmm. Currently, only Stephen's going. (laughs) We're not, uh, not, it's complicated, you know, like this is complicated. Stephen will be there. We can confirm. I will. Connected Podcast is willing to confirm that Stephen Hackett will be boots on the ground. And the event is taking place on the 15th anniversary of 512 Pixels, which is really special to me. 
I would like it. to thank Tim for recognizing it, you know? Well, I mean, technically, it's the tech, the 15th anniversary of Fark Bomber. That's true, so. but, uh, you know. Just saying. Oh, you know, you know when Maybe. you said that to me, I was like, wow, that time's gone fast. But it's actually the anniversary of you having your own website, right? Because it used to be under a different name. Ah, uh, that makes more sense to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like you made me feel really old. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I didn't really put any more thought into it than that. Where if I would have, I would have realized what Federico just realized. Yes, of my own site. Yeah, it was called Fork Bomber for quite a few years. It's been yeah. 512 longer now, I think. But yeah, uh, yo, definitely. Definitely. definitely That's yes. probably like 10 years ago at this point. Anyways, I wanted to go through kind of the state of the rumors and get everyone's temperature on what we think. This is not the Rickies. We'll be playing that next week where we make our official, like, sealed guesses about what Apple is going to do. Sealed? Do we have a seal? Yeah, the Vatici seal. You said, is it like... Slap it on there. Well, those... I think it becomes sealed when it shows They're not sealed at all, right? Because we share them with each other, at least the the, the well, I just meant, I just we meant share like, with each other before. They're the official, like, once they're oh, made, we can't change them, like... Right. Okay. Really, seal as in, I started like, the approved, sentence. Not as in, like, it's taped up in an envelope and no one can open yeah, it. Yeah, they're not, like, notarized. Right. I mean, we could they probably should do be, that. though. Yeah. Should they... <laughs> <laughs> like the thing we should notarize is the rules, but the problem is we can't keep them the same for more than oh, you six just, months. You're paying a notary. Hey, just go to the, <laughs> just go to the notary every every single time. Yeah. We, there is a notary somewhere who is like salivating at the idea of mm-hmm. <laughs> notarizing the bill of Ricky's because like that yeah. is just a never ending stream it, of money. If, if you're listening and you're a notary in the United States, uh, send and, us some feedback uh, on the feedback form. Do you need to be a notary in the United States? Can you not be a notary in Italy? Well, the, the the companies in the United States. But this isn't anything like who owns Connected, though? I mean, right. Who edits Connected? I feel like is the, the real question. Wait, so is that how it works? Like whoever edits it owns it? You're not my boss. That's true. I don't know. Maybe because okay, no, I got that it. would I make got Jim Metzendorf the owner of Mac Power users. You know <laughs> that, right? Like that's what would happen if that was the case. We round robin the country in which we notarize the bill. <gasps> Perfect. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want the hassle. <laughs> so yeah, you don't want you me to do it, but you don't want to do no, it either. No, I never said I don't want you to do it. That was not a thing that no, I never said. Just a principle. He, he, he likes the principle. thought of. He likes the thought of having the I possibility. Never, I never suggested I wanted to be in charge of notarizing anything. I don't want that <laughs> aggravation of like going to a notary. Like if you can run back the tape, Mike never said what about a notary in Great Britain. Like that was mm-hmm. never a thing yeah, that it, I it wanted Federico. to do. It was Federico. Um, like I don't want to do it, but I do like the idea of it happening. Mm-hmm. What we need is like a notary in international waters, like someone who is like pirate notary. I'm fascinated by that. Okay, like someone who has no affiliation to any country, so it like it lives just. Can you can you be can you be one of those countries where like you know people go to to do quote unquote business? Like, can we get can we get like a notary in the Cayman Islands, for example. Oh, or like Panama or something. Yeah. <laughs> or like, what's that place? Is it Sealand? Is that what it is, Stephen? Principality Sealand? of Sealand. Yeah. The Principality of Sealand. If you are a notary, 
in Switzerland, maybe. Ooh, that's probably the one, right? Switzerland? Yeah, you can Switzerland don't care. They're neutral, you know? It's just like- we could go skiing once a year and get, like, the Bill of Rickies notarized. I love it. That feels like a good excuse for a vacation. Yeah. If you are a Swiss notary, please write in and let us know. <laughs> we probably have one listening. I'm... Uh, so, okay. Anyways, all this started because I started a sentence that I didn't know how it was going to end. Next week, we're doing the Rickies. <laughs> These are not our guesses. I just want to but, like... But if you... But seriously, if you happen to be a Swiss notary, like if we can find a Swiss notary in the show's audience, we're going to do something. I don't know what, but we're going to do something. We will have to. I mean, like I feel like... If there is someone in Switzerland who is a notary, like at this point, if they like, I mean, they have notaries in Switzerland. We have to do something. I don't know. D- do Swiss they? Swiss. I don't know. Notary. I mean, I feel like they've got to, right? Like maybe if anywhere in the world with all of the banks. Oh yeah, and stuff. they got notaries. Yeah, notary services in Switzerland. Here we go. Tons of things in here. I want to start with the iPhone 15 and iPhone 15 Plus. This is kind of where things stand in the rumors. Uh, Apple is going to continue the regular phone kind of being a year behind the pro phone. So this year, it looks like the iPhone 15 and the 15 plus will get the dynamic island. And I assume live activity support along with that. Whilst I believe this is happening, it is because I, I, I know what you're saying about that, but like it's not getting always on display. So like we skipped to dynamic island, right? That is interesting because it's like it's all about a priorities thing, right? Like for whatever reason, Apple feel like the dynamic island is more important to roll out to all the phones first. And that just that's just intriguing to me. It's like a thing that they've decided. Yeah. But like the always on, they're gonna keep that for a while longer. That makes sense if you think about like how they're slowly, arguably, um, extending the things that go in the dynamic island. Like with iOS seventeen, they're doing a bit more. And, you know, they're going to continue that most likely next year. So it makes sense to also have the base model iPhones have but the it, dynamic it, You know, one of the big features of iOS 17 is standby. And realistically, that isn't always mm. on display feature. While it works on other phones, it is nowhere near as useful on other phones. But that's exactly the point. One of the best features means you got to, if you want it, it's one of the best features. But if you want it, you got to pay. So. But the dynamic island, for whatever... I mean, it's just like, I don't know. Like for whatever reason, the dynamic island is something where they're like, no, we should get this on all the phones as fast as possible. It's just intriguing to me. Like, I wonder what that means for live activities as, as time goes on. Like, are they really going to push that? Because, again, it's one of those things where, like, it has so much promise and I use it a lot, but there are so many apps that I wish support it, but don't still. We're also going to see an updated 5G chip from Qualcomm. The only reason I put this in there is just to touch on the topic of Apple's 5G modem business continues just to get pushed further down the line. Nice. It seems nice. like they've, they've struggled with that because they bought that business from Intel four years ago, I think. It's been a minute, and we have not seen uh, Apple's own modems quite yet. So an, an, updated, an updated 5G chip uh, from Qualcomm. Perfect. So I don't. So I don't need to get my vaccine this fall. Nice. Not yet. Uh, I mean, the, the thing that's <laughs> interesting. I, I don't know if, like, realistically, there's much of an like a big change here. I think really, it's it's more intriguing that like Apple just have yet to 
pull it together to get this working themselves. But it doesn't surprise me because I was I think I heard you mention this maybe on Mac Power Users recently, Stephen, about this particular thing. I don't know why, but I think I heard you talk about this. This is so complicated, right? They cannot mess this up. They cannot get it even a little bit wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 5G connection yeah. on an iPhone. Like <laughs> this has to be rock solid before they put it out there. So I think this is going to be a multiple years from now still thing where like if you get like 5% of them go wrong, well, you can't do it. Like you yeah. just can't do this. It's like this is antenna gate waiting to happen in like maybe a potentially real more serious way. We're looking at some updated colors. Uh, according to Mac rumors, we're looking at midnight or black, starlight or white, yellow, blue, and perhaps the return of the coral color or something like that from the iPhone XR, which was a, a pretty good color on the XR, I thought. Great color. It's one of my mm. favorite iPhone colors. Yeah. The XR had some good colors. None of these are, are super, super exciting. Uh, they're kind of in the palette Apple's been playing in for a while. And they're still going to use the aluminum side rails. So uh, I think these are going to look pretty similar to previous regular iPhones, except for the notch becoming the dynamic island. And of course... Oh my God, the notch. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. I know. The notch. Uh, (laughs) Notch. I haven't heard of that guy for a (laughs) long time. (laughs) (laughs) It was a notch like you doing in a place like this. Wow. Uh, the biggest physical difference may be the inclusion of a USB-C port at the bottom. So, of course, EU regulation is coming that USB-C needs to be on new devices. Uh, Mac rumors and others are saying that they could come with color match braided cables, which like, I just want to mm. shout out Apple's braided cable game. I've got several now just kind of over the years that I've gotten mm-hmm. products. Braided cables are the way to go. And if these are color mm-hmm. matched, yes. that would be sick. I think people are going to dig that. I am very ready to spend money, as much money as it will end up inevitably taking to remove all lightning cables from my life. I'm ready. I can't wait. See you later, lightning. Like, Mm -hmm. you're gone. I'm done with you. I just want USB-C. So, like, cannot wait to get rid of them all. Bye-bye. Can't wait. There's a lot of talk about what flavor of USB-C we would get on these phones? Like, is it going to be... Oh, this is so infuriating to me is the thing. I Who cares? Who cares how fast the USB port is? Oh, it's going to be 2.0. Who cares? Why? I love, I love this energy. Keep going. It's ridiculous. No one cares. <laughs> like, anybody that actually cares... Get the pro phone. Like if you if you're transferring terabytes of, of pro raw footage off your like just get <laughs> this this isn't important. Who cares? There's so many articles written about oh the speed. Who cares? It's the, who cares? I love this. I, okay. That's what I have. I I feel like yeah. I see this every two days. Someone's writing an article about USB 2.0 oh. speeds. Oh my oh. poor pro raw footage going I know, so slow. Just like. Just come on. I think it would be nice if it were faster than USB 2, but that's okay. Are, are you going to be an iPhone 15 customer, Stephen? No, but built in... Right, well, that's what I'm saying. But I guess it's built into your argument, the idea that the Pro would have faster, like 3.0 or even Thunderbolt. They're going to do Thunderbolt. Yeah, because the, the rumor is that the, the regular phone will be slow. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what I've seen, and that the, the, the Pro phone will have the capacity for more. It'll be interesting. 
But even if it doesn't, so what? <laughs> so what? Just, <laughs> just airdrop it. Like, it's fine. You'll be fine. You can live. I know you can. Okay. This phone would assumably be powered by the A16 that's currently in the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max. You know, stepping down the mm. processor to the, the regular phone a year after it debuts. I don't know how successful that's been for them. It's it's hard to tell these this recent run of phones. It's hard to eyeball what is what. So I don't know how many iPhone 14s I've seen out in the world, but yeah, um, uh, I think they want people on the fence to move up to the Pro. But the, the, this is the the recipe they set a couple years ago, and they they seem to be continuing to follow it. That the 15 and the 15 Plus will kind of be. Some of last year's pro stuff kind of mixed in with some new stuff. Can I say something? Can I Please. say something? Yes. With, without being, at, but without being attacked. Oh, I can't. can't promise that. <laughs> can't promise that. I'll try though. Nobody cares about the chip in the phone. Oh no, there's no attack there. Like this isn't a thing. No one cares. It's about only this. us. Yeah. John Gruber and Apple marketing. Like nobody cares. I forget. I don't even know what chip is in the phone. I don't know because I also don't actually really care because like it doesn't. Do yeah, but I see these arguments. I see these arguments. I see these arguments sometimes from people being like, "Ah, oh, the iPhone 14 was not successful because they didn't use the same SOC as the." No, it wasn't that. Like nobody, literally, no regular human being that buys a phone on at the Apple Store or at the shopping mall or whatever. Or from the carrier company, they're not like, hmm. But let me compare. Does it have the A15 Bionic or the A? No, nobody thinks like that. They only care about the camera. But like realistically, do the three of us care what system on a chip? Is I in don't our even iPhone? care. No, because like, it doesn't. That alone doesn't do anything for me, right? Like we're past that point a long time ago. Like if they stopped naming it and they just said the iPhone has chip. In it, yeah, I will be fine with it. And this iPhone does this, like that's kind of like I know that each year that certain things are enabled by what they put on the chip or whatever, right? But like, just the idea—I don't even know why they even really talk about it in this (laughs) way anymore. Of like, here's the A17. Like, I just like, why are we even still? talking about this yeah, why is it still called bionic also what's this upset what's this thing with bionic i don't get it yeah it was yeah. it was an okay podcast in this day not really not really that no, was bad um yeah i've got another thing yeah, anyway. for them and, yeah. i'm sorry steven do yeah. you care about wood chips on your phone no no yeah. not really do you Sh- what if sure? it enables faster usb transfer speeds you care that i mean i do care about that yeah there you go this episode of Connected is made possible by Nom Nom. Don't settle when it comes to your pup's health. Make the switch to fresh food made with real ingredients and backed by science. That's Nom Nom. They deliver fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs so you can bring out their best. Nom Nom is made with real, whole food that you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Nom Nom uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists made fresh and shipped free to your door. Nom Nom has already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs just like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. It's super important that your dog is well-nourished and that nourishment matches where they are 
in their life. I know as our dog has gotten older, she's a senior citizen now, we've had those conversations with our veterinarian about her changing needs. And with Nom Nom, you can make sure that your dog is getting just what they need. It's a no-brainer because Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynom.com slash connected. That's spelled try, T-R-Y, nom, N-O-M, T-R-Y-N-O-M, trynom.com slash connected for 50% off. Our thanks to Nom Nom for their support of the show and Relay FM. Pro and Pro Max. Let's talk about this. I think this is where the... Let's talk about real phone. I want to ask you two a question before we begin because we're naming it. Pro Max or Ultra? What do you think? Ultra. Ultra, Ultra, Ultra. Ultra. Yeah, I'm Team Ultra. Yeah, so am I. Come on, let's get rid of that name. Pro Max, get get out of town. Ultra. I want to be in the Ultra Club. That's where I want to be. iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Ultra. I like it. Ultra. Pro Ultra. Ah, ah. You know? (laughs) No, please don't do that. Put, put, Don't do that. They oh god, they might do that. Put a pin in that because it oh. may happen. <laughs> All right. Oh, please don't do that. Keep it as They're Pro Max. Do it. <laughs> you know them. They're gonna do. Well, is Pro Max better or worse than Pro Ultra? I think Pro Ultra is better. It's less. But Pro Max is less syllables. That's true, but Pro Max sounds like a plumbing product of some sort that you like to clean your pipes out with. But Pro Ultra feels like a supplement. Supplement. Right. Like that's going to give me increased testosterone or something. (laughs) Big, big news. And this is what I'm excited about. A move to titanium for the side rails instead of steel. This should make these phones way less, which would be fantastic. And I think they have the opportunity. We're going to talk about the colors, but I think there's an opportunity to sort of really kind of refresh the, the look and feel of this phone. I'm a big fan of mm. Apple's titanium work. The Apple Watch, was it the Series 6 and 7, I think, that were titanium or maybe 7? Yeah, I think 6 and 7. It was like a brushed titanium that looked really good. I had one of those watches for a couple of years. Of course, the Apple Watch Ultra is titanium, not brushed, but sort of bead blasted. I think it looks really nice. And I think this could be a, a really nice addition to the... Uh, to the phone. But honestly, anything that gets the weight down, I'm in favor for. Because these phones, especially the Pro Max, it's it's heavy. And this should mm-hmm. at least help with that. I can wait. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having been now an Apple Watch Ultra user for how many months? I don't even remember. Yes. Give me titanium. Yeah, but... No, no, but... No. Yeah, but... No. No gold. That's, the rumor is no gold anymore. Yeah, They're going to get rid of fine. gold. But I don't think that's inherent that's... to... The titanium, unless they just can't make it shiny enough, but... This just makes me sad, though. Yeah, it looks like the iPhone Pro Ultra Max will be space black, silver, some sort of blue color, and then Titan gray, which I I think, my my guess is the... I mean, there's dummy units out now, so who knows, but the silver and Titan gray, I think, will be similar, and just be more like the back glass is slightly differently colored, but... Not a wide range of color here. And yes, of course, the gold being gone makes uh, makes a lot of people sad, including including our friend Mike. 
But it's like, Mike, could, could you have imagined that they could make the pro phone colors even more boring? No, that's impressive that they've done that. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, bravo. You know, like, <laughs> wouldn't have thought that one. No, I'm be sad about this. I'm gonna be sad about this. Mike, now that we're talking about titanium and colors, can I put forth a formal proposal? Yes. For you and Jason on upgrade. Yes. You're gonna do the draft, right? And you're yes. going to need a tiebreaker, right? Well, the tiebreaker's always set, but continue. There might be something well, else okay, we can do. Okay, it's an idea. It's an idea. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you may want to think about it. If you need a clean tiebreaker uh, for the draft for the iPhone 15 event, a potential question will be, will Apple use, during the event, David Guetta's titanium song <laughs> at any point? Ooh. <laughs> I hate that song. You know that? Like I, I hate that song. But but you know Apple they may put it on at some point. Mm-hmm. You know? Just something to think about. That you know what? That is something to think <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> but then your really Google Doc to smoke it, you know? It's a real that's a real head scratcher, I guess. <laughs> anyway. so, I mean for me if they you know if they do this probably titan gray is what i'll go with because it will at least be different and Same. maybe like what i'll want now is like what is the closest color to match the apple watch that i'm gonna buy that's what i'm gonna want to try and get yeah and we're gonna get to the apple watch here in a minute because i think there could be some some new things there beyond the colors we're looking at slimmer bezels this has been rumored for quite a while now and some of the mm-hmm. some of the mock-ups and things people have done of what the bezels may look like i think it's gonna look pretty nice i think it's gonna make the current phones look old you know like apple like Apple can do. Yeah. Big news on the chip side, y'all. Apple's first three nanometer chip, the A17. Uh, there was a story that apparently Apple is gonna is buying all of TSMC's three nanometer three nanometer chips. Like they're just gonna do no, it all nice. because this, I guess, will filter into the M3 and some other things uh, across the line. But uh, big news they on the chip fr- the chip front. Chip boys have something big, to be excited about. It's- Comes with chips. I feel like nice. this is something on Federico's bucket list that he could go to someone and say, <laughs> I'll take them all. No, one of my dreams, one of my dreams, one of my many things is to walk mm-hmm. into some kind of restaurant or like a, like a coffee shop. Be like, look around, just being all casual, just look around, look at the menu, look, you know, take a look, just browse. And I'd be like, hmm, so how much for the whole place? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> oh wow okay right. you know that would be cool yeah i thought you were yeah. gonna say like i'll have one of everything but mm. no you yeah, yeah also that a also that higher, it's similar a similar higher. vibe similar vibe you know and yeah i'll have yeah. one of everything every yeah. time i see a cab which is not very often we don't have very many here but i always think about your thing of like hey follow that car you know like yeah yeah <laughs> it'd be yeah, so I, cool to I, say I, it'd be so cool to say yeah i know i, I every time i uh, when, when we were on vacation, we were taking turns. We rented a car, and often I would say, uh, you know, for directions, I would say to my friend, "You just follow that car." And Sylvia said, "Follow that car," like in terms of like the joke that I often say. Mm-hmm. And I had to explain. I had to explain to my friends what that meant. Um, yeah, I hope I get to do it someday. Do, do I also you think if to, you got in a taxi yeah. and said, "Follow that car," that they would? They would, but it's you how you sell would? it. I think it's how you sell it. Okay. Um, you know, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, we were talking about chips. Yeah. I think. A17. Okay. Three nanometer. It's going to unlock the future in ways we can't even begin to understand. That USB transfer speed is going to be so fast. No, no, but let's talk about that in a minute because I, okay. I do have serious thoughts about USB speeds. Before we get to your USB-C Thunderbolt stuff, uh, I do just want to very quickly touch base on the custom customizable action button. That's something that has like come and gone out of the rumors, but I think is uh, a very exciting possibility, especially if it's like the Apple Watch where you could tie it to a shortcut or work out or the flashlight or something like that. Cannot wait for these two, like tying shortcuts to finally having a use for that space on the side of the phone. I'm very excited about that. In recent iOS 17 betas, the vibration has changed when you hit the mute switch. It's like much more pronounced now. And, you know, maybe that's hinting at, okay, when this button is maybe when it's in that mode or maybe all the time when you press it, you're really going to get haptic feedback that you've done something. So I feel like this is going to happen. Okay, Federico, take us home with this uh, this Thunderbolt uh, hmm. theory desire that you have. Because I know I know USB transfer speeds are really important to you. So what would you like to see Connected here? Connected is the number one podcast for USB transfer speeds. Yeah, whenever I find myself, you know, being a photographer at a wedding or, you know, being a documentarian, you know, down in the South African wilderness, uh, those transfer speeds always, always come in clutch, as they say, you know, they, they've saved me. <laughs> the C stands for clutch USB clutch transfer those files you know that's you want to come in a room and say that you know yeah no but but, ser- but seriously it's so it's serious I am intrigued I am intrigued by this idea of the pro phones having Thunderbolt because what if like just just imagine not this year obviously because it will require a major software undertaking but maybe next year, maybe a few years down the road, just imagine a scenario in which, and huge asterisk here, this Apple wouldn't be the first company to do this, but imagine a scenario in which your phone, you plug in a Thunderbolt cable, you plug in the cable into a studio display, and your phone becomes a desktop workstation. So what I'm imagining... Stage manager. (laughs) I told you, stage manager on the iPhone. But like Samsung has something similar, right? It's called Samsung DeX. Yep. And I believe someone else did it a decade or so ago. Like this idea of, yeah, it's your smartphone. But what if you plug it into a dock at your desk and suddenly you have a desktop environment? Like this is not a new idea. However, Apple has the ecosystem to do it right and to do it in a way where... You know, you have the same apps on your phone, on your Mac, on your you know, on your iPad. What if, like, like, imagine just a scenario in which iOS 18 or iOS 20 sounds silly to say iOS 20, by the way. But I guess I guess we'll get the there at some point. Yeah. Imagine iOS 20. Imagine iOS 20. You, you know, like your phone apps support multiple windows. At some point, multiple windows for iPhone apps will happen, right? I mean, why not? The Palm did it years ago, and it was pretty sweet. But like, imagine multiple windows for your phone apps, and it's Thunderbolt. And I mean, why not do it? Where you know your phone is your computer already, but what if it could also be your 
computer computer. So like you just buy a display, you place it on a dock, maybe it's like a MagSafe thing even that supports data transfers, and suddenly you have a desktop environment powered by your phone. It wouldn't be if it's Thunderbolt, and if Apple has the ecosystem of third-party apps to do it, it wouldn't be too wild to imagine something like that. But sure, there's a big downside in this theory, which is, well, if your phone is your computer, then it means you're not buying a separate computer for your desk. So, which that would be, you know, uh, uh, a point against doing this sort of unified computer theory. Apple wants you to buy multiple computers. They want you to buy the phone and the tablet for when you're on the couch and the computer for when you're on the desk. Mm -hmm. But just maybe imagine that is all I'm saying. I mean, it would be pretty sweet. It would be. It would be. But they're never going to do it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I would like it, but I, I don't. They're never going to do it. They're never going to do yeah, it. So Thunderbolt yeah. will enable faster transfer speeds, faster charging rates, hopefully. And, you know, maybe at, at some point uh, we'll be able to plug in my phone into an eGPU and see what happens. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, you have to try that. You know, you're obligated legally no, to try that. I try. I try. I tried, by the way. What happens if you plug an iPad Pro into an eGPU? Nothing happens. Nothing happens. So, yeah. Nothing they got to support driver yeah. kit, you know? It takes, it takes time. Also in the rumors is a potential big camera update for the Pro Max Ultra, a periscope lens that could allow uh, five to six times optical zoom. This actually came up to me. I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday uh, about, you know, he's like, you know, what are the new iPhones going to be? And I was like, you know, it, rumor is the the big one's going to get this nice optical zoom. And he was like legitimately excited about this. I think he's on an iPhone 12 maybe. So he's kind of like, you know, about time to upgrade on his cycle. And he wants it to be able to take like better pictures of his kids, like playing sports. Like I think one of their kids plays golf and we've all done it, right? We like zoom in too far on a phone and it's like really pixely because the digital zoom just kind of falls down after a certain point. But if the optical zoom can get you closer, you may not need to go to the digital zoom at all. You know, what we saw from 2X to 3X. And so while this seems like it's just going to be on the big phone because of the, the physicality of a periscope lens, I do think that people are going to find this to be a, a meaningful camera update. Now, will that push more people to the big phone, the most expensive phone? We're going to talk about prices in a minute. I don't know. But I do think for people who are already willing to carry the biggest phone or the camera's like the most important thing, this could be a, a real selling point. And I'm, I'm very excited to see how Apple talks about this periscope zoom uh, lens. I'm, I'm hopeful that we still have something in the two or three X region that's optical in addition to the five or six. I hope that we don't have to go from one to five and everything else is in between is digital. But I think this could be a big deal for a lot of people looking for a new phone. Uh, I think you're gonna lose the, the the three, and I think it's probably one of the reasons why they introduced the um, cropped two X, mm -hmm. yeah, and made such a big deal over the fact that like it is optical in a way, right? Like you know, like it's like yeah, but it's just the middle part, and like they might do more of that. I think mm -hmm. I think so but too. They're not gonna add another. It's not. There's not gonna be another lens, right? They're gonna do surely, like four lenses. Yeah, surely not on the phone. Now we're doing four lenses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Screw it, four <laughs> lenses. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping for some overall camera improvements um on this phone and I'm excited for the uh I'm excited for the periscope zoom just to see what it does. But I am hoping for something that improves the issue I have where I feel like the macro mode is on way more than I want it to be. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a little yeah. quick to jump to that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got to do something to change the is it the focal distance, like the focal range? That was one of the things that changed when they added the larger sensor, which is why it flips to that macro mode so much. And I really want to see something change there because, look, it's good, but it's not this. It's not as high quality as the main lens. And I would like them to try and find some way to improve upon that situation. Lastly, let's talk about price. It seems like there could be an increase of one hundred dollars to the base price of the Pro phones. The 14 Pro is $999 for 128 gigs, and the 14 Pro Max is $1099 for 128 gigs. Of course, both those prices are here in the US. It's unclear, I think, to me, maybe I missed this, that would that price increase still be at 128 gigs, or maybe they bumped to 256 to help justify the $100? Uh, I, I just don't know. But I, it feels like people are pretty confident that these pro phones are going to be uh, a little bit more this year, which uh, hurts because <laughs> these phones are really expensive. Uh, yeah, I would love to see how they justify the price increase on the pro phone. Like at least with the Pro Max, like if it's going to be different, like the Ultra, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be different. It's going to have different features more than the other phones. While I don't want the prices to increase, I could see how they would, like it, you know, yeah. like all this and da, da, like, but like. Yeah, I think it's going to be complicated to increase the price of the of the regular Pro. I think so too, and I think maybe that's why they'll bump it to two fifty six to help balance that out. But we'll see. Like all this stuff, right? We're just a couple of weeks away. So a uh, couple other just miscellaneous things uh, that could be coming in this September event. Uh, Apple reportedly plans to announce a USB C charging case with uh, new, somehow updated AirPods Pro. I wonder if they'll do like what they did with the wireless case that you could also just buy the case for your existing yeah. AirPods, AirPods Pro. I think that's a little unclear at this point. But if you're moving away from Lightning, you kind of want your accessories to do that too. Now, it's different, I think, with the keyboard, trackpad, or mouse that's at your desk all the time. That Yeah, like those will go to USB-C at some point. But if you have Lightning ones, that's less of a big deal. But if you're traveling and you have... USB-C phone, USB-C laptop, USB-C iPad, and just your AirPods or Lightning, that's a bit of a bummer. So I'm hopeful that they'll have a case that you could just purchase for less because a lot of people, you know, may not be ready to upgrade their full AirPods Pro, but um, it makes sense that this has to follow. There's precedent. There's precedent for that, right? Was it the original AirPods that where they had a wireless charging case that came yes. later on? When the phone got yeah. wireless charging. So I think the phone and AirPods basically have to be lockstep with their charging technology. Yep. And then we mentioned earlier the possible inclusion of 3D printing technology in the Apple Watch Series 9. Other than that, the Series 9 looks like a pretty small update, some possible new finishes or colors. And then the Ultra 2... Uh, potentially a new darker titanium finish. So maybe maybe whatever they do on the space black or the titan gray something, uh, the pro phone maybe that would that would carry over to the the ultra two. Uh, Mike, you're in the market for a new Apple Watch, right? You're looking at the ultra. 
This is the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, I'm more excited about just buying an Apple Watch Ultra than it, than any of the rumors for the iPhone. Because I want one. Mm-hmm. I want the new watch and my poor little watch that could. Like More often than not these days, I'm getting that 10% battery warning Ooh. at the end of the day. Um, mm. Even though I charge my phone, my watch every morning when I wake up because I do the sleep tracking. So I, I really want uh, the new Apple Watch. I'm very excited about it. And it's going to be fun for me uh like with with the new watch os as well like getting new watch os and new watch like i think like new screen size and stuff i think that's going to be pretty cool because it does look like it's sweet the, on the new Ultra. watch os is being designed a little bit more with a bigger screen in mind right like going kind of like full color and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh i'm pretty excited about i am actually really excited about the the new apple watch for me yeah if it's only if it's just a, a new dark titanium finish i'm not gonna upgrade i got my Ultra in December? No, was it January? A few months ago, really. And if it's just a new color and maybe new chip, like whatever, I'm I'm not gonna upgrade my Ultra. I'm just gonna keep this one and maybe consider next year. That's where I am. I got the Ultra when it was new last fall, and I I have I feel no urge to update this watch. Even on the beta, the battery life is like more than enough for a couple of days. Yep. It, it's held up really well. I've got one small nick on it, but that's it. And usually at this point, you know, uh, an aluminum Apple Watch would have quite a few dings in it for me. Um, so I'm I'm happy to stay with the, the Ultra uh, for another year. I think it's a, a fantastic product. And I think having another option will be nice because all the other Apple Watches, you can get in a bunch of different finishes. And the Ultra sort of stood alone as like, it's just this one finish, and I think they were right to start with the titanium, but it's time to to branch out a little bit. And if they could do it to match the phones, like what Mike wants, I think ultimately, I think I think people will dig that. That does it for our rounding up of the rumors. Just a preview, pre preview. I was trying yeah, to put rumor and preview. preview together, but nothing's coming to mind. Roomy view, room with a view. <laughs> Roomy view. Next week we'll be playing. The Ricky. So between now and then, if you if you think about us throughout your day, just know we're probably debating or arguing about what uh, what each pick can be, what is risky, what is not. But we'll be back next week with that. Until then, if you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, it's all on your podcast player, but it's also out on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 465. The most important link this week and throughout the month of September is stjude.org slash relay. Please donate and support the life-saving work of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You can find us all online. Mike is on a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. He is the co-founder of Cortex Brand, and you can follow him online. He's on Mastodon as iMike and Mike.social, and he's on threads as iMike. You can follow Federico's work at MacStories.net. Federico, of course, is hard at work on his iOS and iPadOS 17 review, which I know we're all looking forward to. Lots of other great coverage on Mac Stories in the meantime. You can follow Federico on Mastodon as Vitici at MacStories.net. You can find me on Mac Power Users each and every Sunday here on Relay FM and my writing over at 512pixels.net. I'm ISMH86 on threads and ISMH at eWorld.social on Mastodon. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Clean My Mac X, Fast Growing Trees, and Nom Nom. And until next week when we make some picks, boys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.